0: You are listening to Intrepid Healthcare's exclusive coverage of the HIMSS annual conference and exhibition. Welcome to HIMSS 15, direct from Chicago. Our coverage is brought to you by CTG Health Solutions, your trusted advisor for healthcare IT advisory and consulting services. And now, here are your hosts, Joe Lavelle and Rayanne Thorne.
1: Welcome to a special episode of Intrepid Healthcare, live from the HIMSS 15 exhibition floor in Chicago. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm excited to be bringing you Talk HIT with CTG with my friend and co-host, Ryan Thorne, from our remote studio right here in the CTG Health Solutions booth. Rianne, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor, CTG Health Solutions.
0: Absolutely, Joe. We are so excited to be continuing day two at HIMSS 15. Why CTG? Because experience matters. Results focused expertise from consultants and leadership averaging more than 15 years experience each. How can you say no to that?
1: You can't. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Mark Hitz, the CIO of Asante Health System. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, before we get into our discussion, why don't you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background?
2: Uh, Sure. I've been in uh, healthcare IT for 30 years now. Started with First Consulting Group back in the mid-80s and been at uh, Asante Health System for the last almost 21 years now as their CIO.
1: Tell us a little about Asante Health
2: System. So we're a three-hospital health system in southern Oregon, headquartered in Medford, Oregon and we've got total about 550 beds. We've continued to grow. We acquired our most recent hospital about a year and a half ago and we are actually now expanding uh, virtually. We're bringing on uh, another hospital in the region onto Epic and so we're doing the mergers and acquisition without the acquisition. Very good. And very challenging, I'm sure. It is.
1: How apropos that we are hashtag close to Epic. Absolutely.
0: We love being hashtag close to Epic.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Mark, why don't we start by talking about looking back at meaningful use. What did you learn? What might you do differently? What are you going to do going forward that you learned during your pursuit of meaningful use?
2: Well, we've been successful in our pursuit of meaningful use. I'm not sure we'd do a whole lot differently. I think the thing that we did right was we stopped our best of breed, our de facto best of breed, our core vendor wasn't meeting our needs. And we did move to Epic. That really helped uh, ease the way. The other thing was we've sort of our Wayne Gretzky moment of skating to where the puck is going to be is we didn't, when we moved to Epic, we didn't abandon our HIE strategy. And so we've got a community, we moved it from a health system-centric HIE to a community-based HIE That really positioned us well for Meaningful Use Stage 2. So we had all that connectivity in place as the interoperability requirements kicked in. That's
1: outstanding. Maybe you could tell us a little about the HIE in your
2: region. Sure. We started off as a, a Medicity customer. Actually, we were a Park City customer that then got acquired by Medicity. It just so happened that the three health systems in our region were all using Medicity. And so we started the conversation about... Maybe we should move away from health system-centric to community-based. And we were able to, working with Medicity, converge our interoperability platforms onto a common HIE. So we've actually stood up a 501c3 as an independent organization. We've got community physicians on the board. And we are now, we've moved beyond the health system-funded model to now our CCOs, which in Oregon are our Medicaid ACOs, are providing the majority of funding to that. So and we're we're now attracting the attention and the involvement of commercial payers. That's great. Because they all see the, the the value of getting that information from one source. That's right. Trusted information. Yep.
1: Mark, Ryan and I have made a pact we are not talking about I C D 10 next year.
0: Next year not gonna <laughs> come up. That means it's gonna be well underway and there are no glitches, everything's wonderful, happy.
2: Are you on board? Is it gonna happen? <laughs> I certainly hope so. I think it's going to happen at this point in time. The uh, SGR bill was probably the last opportunity to avoid or, or to further delay. I think it's going to happen, and I think it's, uh, it's time. We're, we're ready, and any further delay is going to cost the in- industry too much.
1: I couldn't agree more. Mark, one of the things people are starting to really focus on, this post-MU, post-EMR install is mm-hmm. population health, are you guys tackling population health? Oh, that is a, that is
2: our biggest goal, or our biggest uh, driver of strategy at this point is population health. We look at our HIE strategy now has an even greater purpose because that's going to be part of that, how we drive the data in. We know that EPIC has got a strategy around population health, but clearly not everyone's on EPIC. We are part of a consortium of hospitals, health systems in Oregon that have invested in Evelyn as our solution there. But it is not about the technology. The technology, you need to have it in place, but it is really about creating processes that change care and change care at the front line in the physician offices. So it's going to be a big challenge for the industry. And of course, perhaps the biggest challenge is not what curve two looks like, but how do you manage that transition from curve one to curve two from volume to value? because you are still getting funded, your economic engine is still around volume today. That's so you have right. to be careful not to destroy that in your pursuit of the future. That's right. The buzzword
1: last year was big data. It seems like it's transitioning a little to predictive analytics. Do you have any projects or programs going on related to understanding your data and trying to make it help maybe more clinically?
2: Well, I think both what we are implementing the Epic Data Warehouse we're trying to bring in not just the clinical data, but that synthesis of clinical and financial cost data, patient satisfaction data. But if you look at also our population health is really about that predictive analytics. Where do you align your resources? And you have to use the data to know where best to position your clinical resources.
0: What do you think about big data?
2: Well, I, I think big data is mostly a buzzword. I mean, in, in fact... <laughs> Amen. Yes. Joe and I are going to come to
0: your church. <laughs> yeah. It,
2: big data for its own sake is somewhat pointless. I mean, what are you doing with it? What are you trying to do? Why are you tracking it? Why are you tracking it? And we look at our growth in our data storage going up by terabytes per month. But I can't tell you that the value is going up that quickly. So it is more about, in my mind, it's not about big data. It's about good tools. And I think the industry is still looking for those good tools to make use of the data that we're accumulating. One of the things I'm most excited about here at the conference is natural language processing, which right. can really has the hope. And we've been talking about it for 20 years that I know of, but it has the hope of bringing in data from a lot of stored documents and does it in a way doesn't disrupt the the physician's processes.
0: Actually being able to search that based on jargon too from the industry which it's, I mean it's different from industry to industry and healthcare definitely has its own set of jargon.
2: Right. 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 Would be interesting to do a a natural language processing uh, interpretation of the use of big data (laughs) (laughs) because I'm not sure why. I think that would be garbage in, garbage out myself.
0: Sounds like a cartoon for Saturday Uh mornings.
2: (laughs) Mark, I might be hitting on your Achilles
1: heel, but we hear almost every week about a data breach in healthcare. Yes. Do you have any? Is it possible to sleep as a CIO of a health system?
2: Well, I think the big challenge is for us to manage the expectations. So I'm uh, preparing a board presentation coming up in just a couple of months, and the topic is data security in healthcare. And I'm quoting a data security expert that says there are only two types of organizations: those that have had a breach and those that aren't aware.
0: That they've had a breach. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because That's a
2: very good point. what you have to do is, okay, you've had a breach. How do you manage it? So how resilient are you? They can break in. I've asked our information security officer who doesn't report to me. She's part of our compliance. It's like, well, do we need to do more penetration testing? And her response has been, we know they're getting in. question is, are they getting away with anything? Right. And so what you have to do is try to per- realize, you know, you build the strongest fence you have, but then you make sure that you lock down. They can't get out. Right. Well, or they can get out, but they can't get out with anything of value.
0: It's like when you reach into the cookie jar and you've got yeah. a handful of cookies <laughs> and you can't, can't get your hand out until you put the cookies down,
2: right? That's right. <laughs> I'd be the last to tell you that we're 100% there. I think anybody who, who thinks they're even close to 100% is in denial but you have to constantly make better and better efforts, but also you do a lot of education. Right.
1: Mark, we want to give you a chance to brag on your team back home. Can you tell us about a project you accomplished this year and maybe some of the things you learned, how your team
2: performed? There are so many things going on. It's hard to pick one, but we're in the process of bringing on a fourth hospital, the Sky Lakes Medical Center in Klamath Falls, Oregon, onto Epic. And in fact, yesterday we brought on the first seven clinics of theirs onto our instance of Epic. And we've we've got, uh, in August 1st, we bring the hospital on. That has been a huge challenge because implementing Epic is, is not easy in the first place. Implementing it while you've got three other hospitals to, to support, not, not easy, but particularly implementing it in a new organization with new culture and in fact doing it in a way where you're not asking them to change their culture too much. I wouldn't say we're not asking them to change it at all, but not asking too much of them and meeting them in the middle, that's a big challenge.
1: Great. I love to hear stories like that. What important initiatives do you have going on right now in 2015?
2: Well, I mentioned the data warehouse earlier and population health. Those are big initiatives. We are transitioning our laboratory from a best of breed onto uh epic speaker system. So those are some of the big. We are just signed the contract to implement N4 as our, general accounting, HR payroll system, and we are in the process of selecting a time and attendance system. So we're relatively busy. (laughs) It sounds like it. I believe that in 2016 is when we see the wave of Community Connect. I think a lot of physician offices made a rush, put in a system to get them to meaningful use, and now they want a system that actually works for them. So that I think that, that people we're gonna, are using, yes. right,
0: that they're actually using.
2: Well, and I think there's also now the, the understanding that, okay, we are on a system, but we're on an island, and we've got enough Community Connect implementations and enough clinics of our own on Epic that that value starts to be seen of there's real value in integration, so let's move them on to our system, and they're interested in that now. So I think 2016 is going to be the wave of rural consolidation, and not just in our region, but across the country, where a lot of independent physicians may remain independent, but in terms of information systems, they're going to be looking to their local health systems for support on that.
1: Mark, I really hope that's true. I really do. I think that's the way the ONC designed it from the beginning, rather than, uh, I call it the chicken in every pot EHR strategy.
2: Uh, (laughs) I think that's the way it was designed. I don't think that's the way it happened, but... There's still time. That's right.
0: seems like the role of a CIO is just chock full of challenges. You must love a good challenge.
2: I do. I'm not bored. <laughs> that, that is for certain. And the role has changed. I mean, I've been in the same organization for almost 21 years as CIO, which is pretty long. But the job is so much different than it was even five years ago. Much less 21 years ago. Uh,
0: and imagine what it will be like five years from now.
2: Exactly. And we're dealing with issues today that we never dreamed of. I can remember way back showing a doctor that they could get the lab results in their, what we were calling their EMR at right, the time. Right. And they thought that was magic. And they said, you know, if you could just get us the PAX images, then that's all we'd ever need.
0: Right. <laughs> A data breach meant somebody broke into the basement.
2: Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Somebody somebody stole the paper.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Really funny. Well, Mark, what do you hope to accomplish here while you're in Chicago at HIMSS 15?
2: Well, I've been busy in the last few years, so I haven't been to the HIMSS conference. So it's part of it is getting reconnected, not just with the state of the industry, but also reconnected with a lot of friends and colleagues uh, in the industry. I'm very interested in la- natural language processing and the hope that holds So I've been having uh, plenty of uh, discussions around that and just very interested in how, as an industry, we're getting better at quickly adopting new technologies as they come out rather than letting them languish in industry for a decade before healthcare notices them. Good deal.
1: As our time runs short here, tell people how they can contact you and learn more about what you're doing at Asante Health System.
2: Sure. Sure. Email is the best way, and I'm at mark.hetz at asante.org, and if you've got questions, I'll be happy to do my best to, to answer them and fill you in on what we're doing. It is an exciting time.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. All right, that wraps our broadcast live from HIMSS 15. Again, we want to shout out a quick thanks to our sponsor, CTG Health Solutions.
0: Consistently delivering exceptional value for your consulting dollar (laughs) and cents.
1: (laughs) On behalf of our guest, Mark Hetz, my co-host, Ray Ann Thorne, I'm Joe Lavelle, and Intrepid Healthcare's live coverage from Chicago. We'll be right back.